Welcome to Baseball Biz. You're listening to a very special edition of Baseball Biz today. The love of baseball, pass it on. Players, coaches, managers, teams, and leagues. A player may enter the game for the sport, competition, socialization, or aspirations to make the show. But baseball is more than a go. It will lift a person up spiritually with a crack of a bat, bases stolen, or a double play. But at the heart of baseball, you have to love it, play it, or watch it. For some, baseball becomes a calling that comes early in life and carries over into their families and diverse careers. Today, we'll be speaking with left-handed pitcher Jeff Brown, a man whose life with baseball began early on, and he delivered the stuff when he was at HCC, Hillsborough Community College, and I liked, we're going to be talking a little bit about that, some of the history of what Jeff has done with baseball and how that's followed with him through life as well. I've been very fortunate to call Jeff a friend. I first met him in Ocala, and we both worked for a New York Times media company, by, but we've been able to stay in touch since then. And Jeff, I know you love the game. Welcome to Baseball Biz, Jeff. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes, I do. I absolutely love baseball. It's a left-handed pitcher. That had, was that a challenge? And when did you first actually, let me ask this question. When did you first pick up a baseball? Man, it was kind of a birthright. My grandfather was Phil Cabaretta, a National League MVP, a Cubs manager, 20 years with the Cubs, first baseman. Although Phil Cabaretta Jr., my uncle, was a right-handed pitcher, uh, somehow I ended up like my granddad. My mom was one of five children. He had four daughters and one boy. Phil Cabrera Jr. came last. My mom was the middle child. But uh, baseballs were around me from the minute I probably uh, could actually hold on to something, maybe quicker than a spoon. <laughs> well, you know, that, and, and that's part of it, because we talk about how baseball evolves with people, and it, it really does, I think, begin sometimes with families, being able to play catch, you know, or, or looking at somebody else. And you obviously had, you know, a great uh, image there with your grandfather and also with your uncle as well as somebody and quickly about your uncle he actually kept his, with his career all the way up didn't he uh, was he a batting uh coach for the the Mets later in life as well oh actually that was my grandfather that's how he ended his career with the New York Mets organization uh Phil Jr my uncle uh you know he's only nine or ten years older than me so we kind of grew up together I used to sit out watching uh, Dunedin uh, high school and just all over how hard he could throw the ball and and all his Teammates call me little cavy, even though my mom married a Brown. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I was glued to uh, the game as a young boy, just sitting around watching him. And then uh, every once in a while we get a trip or at least one, I significantly remember going up to Wrigley and uh, my best memory beyond seeing my granddad, he was there with the Mets organization, but he was there also for a Cubs old timers game. But I remember Joe Torrey getting on the elevator. I believe he was with the Mets at the time as well. And just uh, talking to me. And I thought, oh, man, you know, it's just awesome. So I grew up just uh, around the game. And uh, there was always a bucket of balls and chewing gum because my <laughs> grandfather, uh, you know, he not only made sure I had a glove because he had a contract with Wilson, but my uncle was really significant to me. We, uh, we played a lot of ball together. And uh, it was always fun to just – he'd take uh, the catcher stance and I would, I would pitch even though – most of my high school career, I was at first base, like my grandfather being a lefty. But it wasn't uncommon to be asked to pitch. 
Uh, I went to some small, uh, I went to Countryside High School there in Tampa Bay. And then we moved to Mississippi where I really shined because it was a smaller school district. And then, uh, and then we moved to Corpus Christi, Texas, which was a bigger school. And uh, ultimately, I walked on to Hillsborough Community College in the late 80s. What was that like? It was interesting because um, I was going to pitch for Southwest Texas, which is now Texas State in San Marcos. But uh, my mom and stepdad, his career was thriving. They were moving from Corpus Christi to New Jersey, of all places. I just wasn't interested in that. So my parents were divorced. I moved to Tampa to be with my dad and knew that if I was, if it was meant to be, I'd, I'd be a walk-on. There wasn't room for too many walk-ons. I think there was two of us, uh, Rick Nogus from Las Vegas and me from Texas. Rick ended up having a career at HEC and then USF. He was an older guy. And for me, uh, it was pretty easy to walk on. Uh, I guess I had a good tryout, but I had a group of teammates that all ended up going to Chamberlain that all also were scholarship athletes for HCC under Gary Calhoun, uh, or actually Tom Scallon at first. Some names that, you know, guys that could really, for an older guy like me, I'll be 55 this year, uh, Jay Evans, Kenny Alfonso. There was just a lot of good players uh, from the schools there in Tampa. But a lot of them spoke up, I think, on my behalf to the coach and said, man, this dude was our friend growing up at Forest Hills and he ended up uh, making the team at Countryside as a freshman. One thing I always thought was I had to live up to the reference that was always going to be made, which was my granddad. <laughs> uh, back then, you know, a lot of these old coaches, they knew Phil Cavaretta's name, even without <laughs> looking it up online because it wasn't a thing then. It's interesting because. You know, your talent was recognized long before you stepped onto HCC. And some of that was because, I mean, w- with Hillsborough Community College, because a lot of the players that were there, you know, they, they had excelled as well and come on to the team. Now, when you came on w- at Hillsborough Community College, even with all the, the good reviews, was it, were you already established as a left-handed pitcher or were you playing another role on the field as well? No, in fact, uh, I was probably one of three guys trying out for first base. I was also put out in uh, right field because I had a really good strong arm. Um, I, I think from my memory, uh, Jorge got, uh, Gonzalez or uh, the kid from Jefferson beat me out at first base. George was fabulous. Um, and I was asked, uh, hey, you know, have you ever pitched? We'd like, to, we'd like to turn you into a pitcher. And so I think I was initiated with a winter ball game schedule at first. You know, just to have a little humble pie, they put me on the mound against University of Tampa. <laughs> and here comes a lefty on lefty uh, situation that uh, definitely was uh, probably what got Tino Martinez drafted. I, I should be getting a draw from him, but uh, <laughs> he hit two home runs off me in that game. And uh, one was a curveball and one was a flat uh, one that just kind of hung up. And then a, and then a fastball. He just he could mash. Well, if somebody's got to hit one off of you, Tito is is one to certainly say, well, yeah, I, I can kind of expect that might happen. Well, and I think my two sons who also played high school baseball and one played college football, uh, I have a combat veteran son. So it, it definitely passes through the bloodline. I, I'm in my garage for this interview and and I have a poster on the wall that's framed and it's a father and son game. So it's my grandpa and my uncle. Uh, I'll send you an image of it, but it's called Love of the Game, Pass It On. And Likes Hot Dogs actually bought the rights to use that. And they used that image, uh, I want to say, in the 70s and 80s. It was special to our family because even though my mom was one of four daughters, 
our whole family obviously loves baseball and uh, certainly loves seeing the Cubs win it all a few years back. I, I know. I was talking actually a while back with uh, Randy Wayhofer of the, the Iowa Cubs and talking about, you know, seeing the players come up through that. But, you know, a lot of people like with your fellas to see, what year did you uh, graduate or move from uh, Hillsborough Community College? What were you, year were they? they were? So in, I was class of 85 at Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, King High School, which is named after the King Ranch. Uh, so, yeah, I would have started out there towards the end of 85. Uh, yeah, I, was there 85, 86. So let's see. Well, I'm, I'm looking yeah. here at some, some names. I don't know if these uh, sound familiar to you or not. Terrence Brown. Well, he went and played for the Milwaukee Brewers organization. I don't know how far he went. Uh, I believe uh, he, he was our center fielder. Yeah. And, and let's see, uh, Kevin Crofton. I think what I think he was with the Yankees maybe as well. Kevin was a catcher. He also got drafted. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's he exciting. Was a Chamberlain product. You know, I mean, that's it. you're talking about folks that played here at Hills, Hillsborough Community College, but you're also talking about Tampa. Tampa is in the surrounding area is just huge as far as development of players. I mean, and we're talking like you're saying it at high school, at collegiate level. And then, of course, we've got all the minor leagues around this area. But that's that's an exciting time. And, and to be able, as you and I age a bit, seeing where some of these folks, you know, how they pursue their career. But. Also, what happens after that? I, I mean, I look at baseball and somewhat I was talking about earlier is it's kind of a spiritual thing. It's something while it can be a competitive thing. I, and I think it's also leadership. It's where you have to learn rules, but you also have to learn how to bend them a bit sometimes to make things work. So I, I think baseball in itself is a great learning experience for people if, if they can kind of get themselves into it. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Um, hearing you reflect on a few of those names, um, to your point, Kenny Alfonso, uh, I want to say his dad was either an attorney or worked in the court system, but Kenny uh, was a really good shortstop. Uh, he, ha- he has become a uh, – he's, he's been an actor. And if anyone was to Google Kenny Alfonso, they'd find his, his clips. And uh, his wife is actually a famous actor, too. She, uh, she's the wife of the chief on Chicago, Chicago Fire. And so – I do think to your um, probably what lives out in my life um, is dealing with years like 2020 or even 2021 so far, you know, <laughs> yeah. adversity. Uh, it's a game of failure. To err as human is a phrase, but the error is a baseball term. My oldest son, he never started in high school, but he had the tenacity to be there, to be available. He played on dish. Uh, Falk Field in Austin, where the University of Texas, he got to take outfield because his team made it to the state tournament. So he relishes little things like that. But he's a combat veteran, proudly served in Afghanistan. Uh, my other son, who's uh, in great shape, played college football down in Abilene, Texas. Uh, he played baseball as well. But he also wasn't in good favor, wasn't a starter. And so sometimes it's not just the story of the Tino Martinez or the Luis Gonzalez speaking of Tampa products that make it right. It's the guys that played, enjoyed uh, being around the game and made the most out of their lives. And, and that's the key. I mean, it's great that we're able to see and follow some of these guys to the pros, et cetera, but there's a lot more to it. What happens after all of that? And I'm encouraged to hear, like you were saying, some of your other teammates, what they, 
what's happened like with Kenny Alfonso, et cetera. But uh, also really, you know, glad to hear with your, your own family and uh, thank your, your son for his service for me as well. There's so much that people learn from the game. I mean, it has to do with family too. The family has to be there in the first place, but if you're involved in the game of baseball, you've got an opportunity to, opportunity to learn what it is to win, but you also have the opportunity, like you were saying a moment ago, what it's like to fail. And from that, sometimes while it's not an enjoyable experience, sometimes it's a richer experience to be able to come back from and learn and get better. And not just with whatever that task may have been at that moment, maybe not even at baseball, but how to go ahead and manage life overall. I mean, are, are you finding that true in, in your own uh, experience? For sure. Um, whether it's just being a good team player, um, working through uh, in adversity. I mean, I worked in sales, sales management. Great alignment for baseball players to often go into that because you're going to have rejection uh, 90% of the time if you're a stud. <laughs> you know, you're not going to close <laughs> deals every time, just like you're not going to hit a base hit. Or have a great game on the mound. So uh, I would say I would not have probably gone into sales as well and succeeded in that profession if it weren't for two things. Baseball conditioning me for it. And then my dad was a career salesman. My late father was a, you know, I think about him. He he uh, he would always play catch with me, but he didn't play baseball. Uh, he, he was a football player like my younger son. So uh, that game's totally different and it has all its other qualities. But I'm thrilled that baseball was in my blood because I really do feel like it helps you deal with life and career ups and downs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, ups and downs is where it's at. And, and you, you look at any team that you love and God bless those Cubs fans for so many years and, and to, to see their victory come back. I'm really curious to see what this year is going to look like for them as well. I, I want to thank you again, Jeff, for all this. I appreciate you taking the time today. I know you're busy taking care of some stuff at, at home and, and developing your new gig as well. But uh, I've, I, want to, I want to salute you again and uh, for all that you achieved and what you brought to the game and to the excitement of it. And uh, again, as a friend, uh, <laughs> you've been fantastic. And I know that people learn from you as well. And I'm not talking about just the Same education. Well, thank you, sir. But but not just the education, but the spirit that you bring to it. So and that's that's why absolutely I'm, thank you. No, I, absolutely. So thanks again, Jeff, the left hand pitcher from HCC, and a good friend of Mr. Mark Carbon. <laughs> so Jeff, thanks a lot, buddy, and we'll we'll be catching up and talking again soon. Yes, sir. Call anytime. And thanks for having me. All right, man. You've been listening to Baseball Biz with a very special edition with our guest. Mr. Jeff Brown. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. And remember, you can find Baseball Biz on most all podcast directories, including Podbean, uh, iTunes, Apple, Podcast.Google, Stitcher, Pandora, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and more. So thanks again for joining us today in this special edition of Baseball Biz with Jeff Brown. And we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Special thanks to X-Take RUX for the music rocking forward.